Hi, welcome to the Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast. So glad to be with you. My name is uh, Pete Scazzaro. I am a teaching pastor, pastor at large at New Life Fellowship, and also I lead Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And our role as a ministry is to equip the church and the discipleship that deeply changes lives. That is our mission. Uh, this podcast is specifically oriented to leaders, uh, leaders, Christian leaders who are seeking to live out their faith, bring uh, leadership to their ministries, their corporations, their churches, uh, for the sake of the mission of Christ. So our topic today is Jesus lives in your bones, but does he live in your heart? Jesus lives in your bones, but does he live in your heart? Uh, this this, this uh, line or uh, slogan or motto Jesus lives in your bones, but does live in your heart, really is the fruit of a couple of years of pondering and thinking and trying to understand how is it that we have people in our churches who are active, who serve, who uh, go to church every week, faithful, say amens and sermons, uh, but they don't necessarily have a, a relationship a live relationship with Jesus. It was very confusing to me. Um, people say I'm a Christian. I my family's Christian. I grew up as a, in a Christian way of life. My, you know, I'm drawn to church, and they've got this rhythm of going to church. And certain songs they'll say melt me, and I cry, and my hands go up, and and they go through the motions of familiarity, and they actually serve, and some are in leadership, but they don't actually have a deep personal relationship with Jesus, and that disconnect. I've been observing it the last couple of years and trying to get a handle on it. And and uh, I'll give you three examples of, of, I'm sure you're encountering this in the people you work with as well. Uh, and I think it's where the evangelical culture is, where someone said to a friend of mine yesterday who's a Christian counselor, a young lady, she says, I know my Bible, I know it's wrong to transition from female to male, but I'm doing it anyway because I feel I just feel it. But yet, she's a Christian. She goes, I prayed about it, but I know the Bible says it's wrong. One example. Or another one say, said to me, a person said, I'm, I'm, I, I know it's not biblical, but I'm cohabiting you know, with my girlfriend, and I can't imagine us not sleeping together. Uh, or another person uh, that uh, I was with who I would consider an egomaniac for Jesus, you know, and building this incredible, you know, organization and in ministry and uh, through social media and kind of like knows it's kind of something's askew in terms of the self-promotion thing, but it's great. It's a good cause and he just can't see it. And he's not actually not even interested in seeing it. And that's them talking about this crisis in the church and the church globally, it's not actually North American, where people just aren't reflective about their interior lives. And, you know, what are the implications of having so many people where Jesus lives in their bones, but not necessarily in their hearts? Uh, and what I want to suggest to you in this podcast today is that we have a crisis going on of major proportions with large implications for those of us who lead it and pastors. And we, we have to get in reality. Now, where this came out of, as you, as many of you may know, we are one of our 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 calling it emotionally the spirituality is to is to bring to the church two discipleship courses, uh, not a small group curriculums, but discipleship courses that deeply transform people. And one's called the emotionally healthy spirituality course, and the other is the emotionally healthy relationship course. 
Uh, they're eight-week courses. They're, they're, they, they require a lot from people. That's why it's not in small groups. But the, the, the heart of the courses, the center of the courses is people learning to abide in Jesus, learning to remain with Jesus, having a re- personal relationship firsthand with Jesus through the daily office. And so each course has a daily office. I actually just finished, finished writing another daily office. So what, what, the reason how I got into this was a few years ago, when we moved our whole ministry to, to this, these, these two courses in churches, and I realized people had a really hard time spending time with Jesus. Like they, did, they didn't, we'd, we'd give them the material, okay, spend a minute or two in silence, here's a scripture, have, get a rhythm in your life of being with Jesus each day, cultivating your relationship, out of which hopefully you practice his presence all day long. And then the shock was realizing how many people, the large percentage of people, didn't have any rhythm of being with Jesus. And then as I, as I tracked it down, the surprise, uh, I, I would follow the thread. I began to ask people questions. So I'm going to give an example. One woman uh, who actually goes to our church and uh, was a missionary uh, for years and actually leads a, oversees a mission in another country, uh, you know, works as, a, as, as, a, as an employment here and uh, kind of, you know, I, you know, hands lifted up, you know, very, you know, vibrant. Uh, you'd say a great leader. You say, "Wow, impressive!" And then, but I went. Her her table leader called me over because they were struggling. Everyone was struggling with spending time with God. So I asked her directly. I said, "Well, I don't understand. Like, like you don't have a rhythm of being with Jesus?" She goes, "No, not really." You know, I said, well, "What do you What do you normally do in your time with God?" She goes, "Well, I just kind of like you know, I, 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 I listen to Christian radio, you know, on the way to work." I said, "Well, how long is that drive?" She goes, "About ten minutes." I said, "Is there anything else?" She goes, "Well." Oh yeah, she goes. Yeah, at work, I'll, I'll stop in this room and I might go in there for for some time with God. I said, "What does that look like?" She goes, "Oh, I go into this place at work. It's a chapel, and I just sit there in silence." I said, "For how long?" She goes, "A couple of minutes." Do you read the Bible? I said, "Do you read the Bible? Do you open the Bible?" She goes, "No, I just do that in the, in the women's small group and on church on Sundays." And I just was so shocked when you follow the thread to find out where people are and. Uh, uh, and that's not uncommon. I, I'm talking about worship leaders. So I was a worship leader once, a major ministry nationally, and basically his whole devotional life was around worship rehearsals and preparing music and for the for the for the song and the church and actually in leading church worship. But outside of that, it wasn't an integrated spirituality of, of with Jesus. And it was so confusing. Just or I mean, another fellow was a you know was a pastor in a mega church, and just his devotional life was just you know I read Oswald Chambers in the morning and. They say, God help me today, and I'm off to the races, and I really don't think much about God the rest of the day. So, so I say that because this, I, 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 and I've been asked this question from Brazil to, you know, to uh, Asia, around the world. It, it's, a, it's a global problem, and we're kidding ourselves to assume that everything is fine. It's really not fine. So we have lots of people where Jesus lives in their bones, but he does not live in their heart. So our number one task as pastors and leaders is to get people connected to Jesus not connected to us, and not connected to, in a sense, the church institution. We're not using people to build something so we feel good. Our, our, we, we, are, we are equipping people uh, for the sake of them functioning as a community tied to the connect head, who is Jesus. And mission flows out of that. We're not building a crowd. We're building a church. And so you got to think the next 10, 20, 30 years, if we don't connect people to Jesus in a serious way, we're not building anything that's going to last. And it's all going to come out in their marriages and their singleness and their sexuality behind closed door. And we're really going to see it in the lack of leaders emerging for the next generation because you can't sustain leadership on fumes, on slickness, on skills and knowledge. You can only sustain Christian leadership out of a relationship with Jesus. 
out of an interior life of abiding in him. As Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. There is no fruit. It can look impressive because you've got a crowd and people are gifted and they're experienced, but it doesn't mean there's real fruit that remains. So let's get specific, all right, in, in, in closing here. What do we do? i got a few things for you, okay? Number one. Uh, first thing is, is your loving union relationship with Jesus is the most important thing for your church. You, What are you doing to cultivate your relationship with Jesus? What are your rhythms like on a daily basis, uh, on a weekly basis, on a quarterly basis? How are you cultivating very intentionally your relationship with Jesus? And is that sufficient for the level of responsibility you're carrying? Now, that's only you can answer that question. I'm talking about, you know, so for me, uh, it, it, you know, I, I spend, you know, I've got a, 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 a I, I do daily offices. I do morning, midday, and evening prayer uh, every day, you know, and, and so my morning prayer could last an hour, it could be two hours. Uh, but I'll do 20 minutes of silence. Um, I do a serious study of scripture. Um, but I'm just swimming in God. I'm just listening, I'm waiting, I'm receiving his love. And then midday, I'm going to pause for 5 to 15 to 20 minutes, depending on the time frame. And I'll do silence again. I'll do the Lord's Prayer. I'm reading Psalms. Um, and at night, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, before I go to bed, I'm going to do you know, some, some level of office. I try, and, you know, reading scripture, and, uh, but normally a devotional book. I try to have a, an evening office around dinner time. Don't always get to it. Uh, but I've, I've committed to these rhythms. Uh, regardless of my day off, work days, I'm just, it's my life. I live a monastic rhythm. My life is Jesus, not New Life Fellowship Church or EHS. Uh, so uh, that's number one. And and I do I do retreats, you know, days alone with God. I do a couple days alone with God. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm very careful and thoughtful, and so is Jerry, that our center of our lives is anchored in Scripture and Jesus, our loving union. So that's number one. Because uh, as goes the leader, so goes the church. So I, I that's most important, and most leaders are too busy. Secondly is... Um, recognizing that people in our churches need to develop a secret history with God over many years. I'm talking about a long view of this thing. Uh, it's not just like get some habits for the next three months or six months. I'm talking about it, it takes years to cultivate maturity, like growing up physically, growing up spiritually. And so you've got to have a long view of how am I going to approach this dilemma in our church? It's not a program. It's not a quick fix. So what do we do? Uh, I think we've got to, on one level, we've got to begin to find materials and devotionals helps for our people to spend time with God. Uh, I read a great illustration um, uh, by Eugene Peterson recently around why people need like prayer books or devotionals to get started. And he compares it to, you know how we can cook our own meals? We, we, we do the, we, we, you know, you got to buy the food, you got to prepare the food, you got to, you know, cook it, then you got to clean up. It's a major enterprise, right? And, 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 we, and we love cooking at home, but there are just sometimes it's like, I just want to go out to eat. I don't want to prepare the food. I don't want to think about it. I want to just show up. The food's there. I eat it and I leave. But it's done for me. For Expect people to say, okay, go spend a half hour with God or 15 minutes with God and expect them to prepare their own meal uh, is really difficult. Most people can't do it. They don't know how to cook. They don't know how to even do it. So we've got to meet people where they are. And I think we've got to create, we've got to find tools that are accessible that our people can use. And uh, so, for example, uh, for us, at least, that's why I've, I've been so committed to writing these emotionally healthy spirituality day by day devotionals as part of the relationship, uh, part of our emotionally discipleship courses, because it gets people started. It's not enough, but it gets them started at least. Um, and I would, I mean, I really want to encourage you to bring those courses into your church, and most importantly, the center of it to bring 
you know, abiding in Jesus, bring some kind of devotional material. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been working through a book called Seeking God's Face, Praying with the Bible Through the Year. Uh, excellent, you know, material. A secret, Seeking God's Face, Praying with the Bible Through the Year. Uh, I've been reading a di- using a di- diary of public prayer I'm, by John Bale. I'm actually on a mission right now to find additional resources for our people because I realize to expect most people to prepare the meal alone is unrealistic. That's a high, high skill. And so that's been a, a new revelation to me. I mean, I hope before I die to create uh, a year-long free app with, you know, kind of like oop, my Ruthie, who works for me here, is she's running the EHS. She's thinking free. She's thinking free. We can't afford free. But anyway, make available to people like a year-long devotional, you know, um, but that'll, that'll be a couple-year project. Uh, so again, I, I, I want to encourage you to begin to wrestle with what can you offer to your people on a consistent, regular basis to get them connected to Jesus um, on their own, again, firsthand spirituality, not living of other people's spirituality. Uh, this is the most difficult part of what we're doing as pastors. It's moving people from just babbling to Jesus to actually being still before Jesus, having a two-way relationship where they don't just talk to Jesus, they actually listen. Dan Rather, who used to be the anchor of CBS News, once asked Mother Teresa what she said during her prayers, and she answered, I listen. So Dan Rather, he's not a Christian, he like, was like, whoa, and he turned the question and said, to her, well, what then, what is, if you listen, what does God say? And to that, Mother Teresa smiled uh, with confidence, and she answered, he listens. I listen to him listening. And uh, in other words, she'd gotten to a place of being still before God, being with God in communion, that it wasn't even to hear anything. It was to enjoy him, to be with him. Just like I love my wife, I love being with her. It's, it's a relationship. So I want to encourage you, be patient. We're talking about a tidal wave shift. Uh, but remember, people connecting with me and people connecting with you uh, is not going to change them long term. we're just scaffolding to connect them to Jesus. So again, Jesus lives in your bones, but does he live in your heart? That's the question you want to ask. And always be careful for ourselves as leaders because we can get religious and miss Jesus very easily. So let me close by inviting you. We have an emotionally healthy leadership conference once a year here in New York City, and we take in 350 uh, pastors and leaders. It's May 3rd and 4th this year, and I want to invite you to come. Uh, you know, pray, prayer, maybe God, pray, pray, pray and ask the Lord if he would have you come to an immersion into a, into a leadership model uh, that integrates what we call emotionally healthy spirituality. Again, it's an emotionally leadership conference. You can find out more information on our website. It's May 3rd and 4th this year here in New York City. Uh, love to have you come. Uh, check out the information. Our website is emotionallyhealthy.org. Uh, go check it out. And God bless you. Great to be with you and look forward to being with you again. Take care.